Hi everyone and welcome to your ZBizLink webinar. Today we will be discussing strategizing for the win presented by our special guest Marissa Cornelius and hosted by Amjed Nagra, CEO of ZBizLink. I'm Kevin Zusai and before we get started I'd like to tell you a little bit about ZBizLink. ZBizLink is a dynamic cloud-based proposal management tool that helps proposal teams automate the proposal process. It's engineered to ease government and commercial proposals and to support the full business development lifecycle automation and AI so your team can finish proposals three times faster and go home. I'm really excited about today's webinar and if you'd like to view it again with a co colleague later, it's actually going to be recorded and shared on the ZBizLink YouTube channel. So make sure you check that out. Lastly, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or would like to schedule a demo of ZBizLink, you can email us at support at zbizlink.com. Now let's get started. Welcome, Larissa. Thank you for, for having me today to talk about a subject that um, I'm extremely passionate about. And although people hear me say that about probably every aspect of the bid process, I'm particularly excited to talk about strategy as for me, it's the core element or a real fundamental of proposal management and being able to actually position yourself for the win. For me, going for a bid and not having a strategy in place is kind of like a train without a track. And so for me, I always recommend that before you go and do anything, ensure that you have an effective strategy in place. Um, too often I see organizations end up in a situation where we sort of get stressed around timelines because of the short timelines we have to deliver bids and proposals. And it becomes quite tempting to skip the step and just get right into the work. If you're doing that, you're missing a trick. And at the end of the day, your win rate is the one that's going to be suffering. So without further ado, I'm going to get into my presentation and I'm going to sort of hide my video just to focus on the presentation. Um, and after I go through the presentation, you can ask any questions that you want to at the end of the session. But really, um, I'm a storyteller. Ultimately, I believe that's one of the, the value adds we add from a proposal management perspective is we want to tell stories that win. And I love a story with a good analogy. So for today's session, I'm going to be using um, a, a fun analogy so that we can really get to the nitty gritty of what a strategy is. Okay, perfect. I'm going to stop the video and go into the presentation slide. And I'd like to take you on a journey to Fight Club. So welcome to Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The third rule of Fight Club, if someone yells stop, goes limp or taps out, Fight is over. Fourth rule, only two guys to a fight. Fifth rule, one fight at a time, fellas. Fifth rule, one fight at, sorry, the sixth rule, the fights are bare knuckle, no shirts, no shoes, no weapons. Seventh rule, fights will go on as long as they have to. And the eighth and final rule, if this is your first time at Fight Club, you have to fight. Okay, so before you think you've joined into the wrong webinar, you're probably wondering what Fight Club has to do with strategy. Well, as I said, I love an analogy. And so let's really use Fight Club to understand and really explain 
what is the S word? So for me, strategy is like the rules of Fight Club. The rules of Fight Club really set the framework for how the game is played. It really sets how your company will ultimately play the game of winning. It governs how your decisions and the parameters which to obtain wins. Once you have a strategy, only then should you look at playing the moves and tactics to position yourself to win. There are various levels of strategy and each of these need to feed into each other. And we are really talking around business development, wanting to put growth in, and that's why we look at strategy. So first I wanna talk about the business strategy. You first need to fundamentally understand what your overall business strategy is before you can really start considering the bid strategy. And really, this is the real the time where you need to understand your vision, your mission, what value you will add and why you best place to add that value. Here, your strategy defines the markets you'll target and why, the markets you will avoid and why, and how you will go to markets. Next, we want to look at, so once you fundamentally understood your overall business strategy, then you need to have pre-sales strategies in place. And that really talks about your sales enablement process and really looks at what is your overall development strategy, your capture strategy, as well as the various specific opportunity strategies. And it's here that you decide which are the specific customers within each market you will approach. What are the opportunities you'll pursue? What are the revenue expectations that are going to make it worth you to pursue various businesses? So really understanding the fundamental business cases. Why do you think you're positioned for each of the various opportunities and the pursuit approaches, the way you're going to measure your pursuit opportunities and the, ultimately the resources that it will take to help you to win business. And it's only once you have that information and you've identified a specific opportunity and hopefully have got some sort of plan around that opportunity or strategy around that opportunity, do you then start looking at your bid strategy? This happens once you have qualified a specific opportunity. And I wanna spend a little bit of time just to, to briefly talk about that, is ultimately you, the best organizations only bid for opportunities or put proposals for opportunities where they believe they have a high probability of winning. And so by doing this, this is the best way to increase your win rate. So the bid time, when you come to your bid strategy, it's always good at this stage to relook at what your pre-sales or your opportunity strategy has been to see if you're really positioned to win. And it is, in my experience, sometimes when you're going through creating this bid strategy that you start to identify if you've got any gaps, if you can solve those gaps, or if you actually have to do go and no-go the bid. Um, and really, again, like I said, you're requalifying your pursuit opportunity or your pursuit, your, your willingness to pursue for the specific opportunity. So ultimately, you can set the strategy that will ensure you take the path that leads to success. There are, in my view, four vital, four vital key areas in terms of creating a strategy in all three of these quadrants or levels of strategy. 
And they are the customer first and foremost, then it's the competition, your capability to deliver, and then lastly, the compelling reason, the main reason they should select you versus anybody else. What is that nugget that's going to really give you the edge over your competition? Once your strategy is defined, and only once your strategy is defined, then you can start planning tactics, which are really the actions that should come into play. And strategy ultimately, if we're talking about what the, what the S word is anyway, is ultimately about setting the destination. It's about setting the goal, the where, the how, the what, the why, and the by when. And the tactics are the actions that will ultimately help you to get there. You need both of these, and they work hand in hand to prepare for the win. So think about success and then act to win. These four steps at each level remain relevant, but they may differ. And what I mean by that is what you're looking at from a business perspective around the customer context, which is more generalist, the audience and the markets. And when you're looking at the customer context from a pre-sales perspective, you're looking at the specific customers and specific decision makers and that will be in the specific, in, in the specific customer environment. And when you're looking at the customer context from a bit perspective, you are looking at not only the specific customers within that environment, but you are also looking at the actual customers, the actual decision makers, the people. That means, I mean, Bob and Nancy, who are going to be part of your evaluation process. And I assume for the purpose of this presentation, I want to focus around the bid strategy area. So therefore, I'm assuming that you have a specific customer and you've qualified an opportunity to go ahead with. Yep. So I want to focus on those four areas and deep dive a little bit into these key areas in terms of the presentation. So for me, if one does not understand a person, one tends to regard him as a fool. This is a quote by C.J. Jung. And I think it's really relevant when we're talking about getting ourselves into the context of the customer. And again, in all my presentations and all my training, I always put the customer first. And this is done on purpose because we cannot go with a strategy where we talk, thinking about ourselves, we're thinking about what it is that we want to achieve and expect that the customer is going to want to accept that. So really the purpose of understanding the customer context is first we need to understand what is it that the customer wants, what is it that they need, what problem do we need to solve for them or what is it that they want us want to gain. And we need to understand that to effectively be able to sell and to improve our win rates. So I like this quote, walk with me a while, my friend, you in my shoes, I in yours, and then let us talk. And that's really what it's about, is before we start thinking about when we're getting into the bid strategy, we've already done what target audience we're going to have, which industries we're going to approach, so we know that strategy. But when we now get into the bid process, it's time to first talk about and think about the customer. And the better we understand our target customers, the customers, the specific evaluators, the better we can position ourselves to win. 
Um, so generally, I find that we are quite good at understanding our customers at a macro level. So we understand there's going to be procurement people in the process. There's going to be financial decision makers. There's going to be technical decision makers. There's going to be user decision makers. And each of these key areas are going to be looking at different things, are going to have different ratios that they are going to want to see within the proposal. But where we really want to get to, to really position ourselves to win, is to understand our customers at a micro level as well. So do we understand the exact personality type, the exact people? What is their drivers, their motivators, their likes, their dislikes? Uh, their dislikes? And what keeps them up at night? Ultimately, people are driven by the fear of losing or the desire to gain something. What is that for the specific opportunity? And then what is that driver for the specific person who's going to evaluate? And then what is the driver for the specific area that they are evaluating this, this tender or this response or this buying decision for? And the better we can get to that point, then we can start positioning ourselves to understand that. Now, it's easier said than done, but really we are often perceive life from our own perspective. So we perceive it from what our, our company does and who our company is. But the truth is the customer does not care about who you are. Not until you prove to them how you are going to be able to solve their problem. So in terms of the customer context, we wanted to find out who they are, who are the decision makers, who's going to be the users of the solution, the product or the service. What drives them? What is their ultimate company vision and does it relate to the specific opportunity? What are the key words that they will be looking for and that will resonate effectively with them? And what are the underlying motivators that goes beyond what is actually put into a scope of work or a tender document? And why do they buy? Why, is this, why do they need this product, this service? Um, and do we know their budget? Does it make business sense for us? So again, a lot of the things we're talking in the customer context will also speak to your own business's business case. Um, and then once we understand this, we need to know what do they think of us versus the competition? Where are we positioned with the customer? What are our relationships with the various decision makers? What do we know about their environment, about their industry? that we can bring value and our experience and expertise to. Hopefully, we are doing this as a proactive pursuit, meaning before the actual RFP document or tender document is out, then the strategy can be used to find out and assess where we may have gaps. And hopefully, we can assess how we can close those gaps at this point in time. He who knows others is wise. He who knows himself is enlightened. So now we need to look at the competitors. And why do we need to look at the competitors? Well, if we're playing a game, and just like any sports, we need to know who we are playing those sports against. The better we understand our competition, the better we can understand how we can position ourselves, and the better we can understand ourselves and where we need to improve or how we need to position ourselves to target a specific opportunity. 
I still find often when working with tenders that we don't have enough insight around our competitive landscape. And this goes a long way to being able to effectively anticipate what the competition will do and to come up with an effective strategy. So we need to first fundamentally understand who is our competition and who are the key players? I mean, who are the real competition? Is every single person going for this, this opportunity? Um, are all of them a threat to our particular opportunity and why? At the same time, without under, underestimating any of the competition. We need to understand where they're positioned, how they're perceived by the client, how they're perceived by the industry and the market, and how would they position themselves. And a good way to do this, much like the customer context, is to put ourselves in their shoes, put ourselves in the competitor's shoes. What would their strategy, what would their approach, what would their solution, what tactics would they use to win this deal? And I find a great way to test your strategy once you've defined your strategy clearly is to go and say, okay, this is the strategy, this is the approach we're going to take to win this deal. Now, if I was, if I was competitor X, how would they tackle this? What would they say? So that we can start defining what would differentiate us, what would discriminate us, what would put us in first place for the customer to say yes. And a very good tool that I would use and tools that I do use when going into a competitive analysis is to use a SWOT analysis, which is covering your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats, and creating a competitive matrix so that we really understand where we sit. And only then can we ghost our competition. So how will we mitigate our weaknesses and ultimately downplay their strengths and emphasize our strengths. And I really feel in a strategy session, if you can effectively answer those questions, you're well on your way to having a good strategy. Then we need to talk about our capabilities. And for me, if, you're running, if I run a strategy session, I don't like to look at the solution we're going to offer, not until I've answered those first two questions which is what is it that the customer wants? What is it really what they want? And then what is the competition potentially going to offer so that we can really look at putting together what is the right solution for the customer? Instead of just saying, okay, well, our solution, our product, our services are stock standard because really the competitive landscape has changed from that. And so we need to see now what is the solution and how is our solution going to help the client achieve what it is that they want to achieve, help achieve the outcomes that they want to achieve. And in order to do that, you need to define what is going to be the best solution and how are we going to meet that magic mark. The magic mark for me is the mark that hits the customer's desired output with their desired budget. And that's quite a challenge and always requires some time to, to workshop within your teams, within the key teams to deliver that. You need to figure out how you're going to solve the problem or achieve the outcome. And until you respond to this, again, I repeat, the customer doesn't care who you are, not until you can show how you are going to add value to their lives. And to do that, you need to, abs you need to add substantiation. You need to prove you can deliver. 
go and provide some credibility to your statements. Don't just go and put fluff into your proposals, but really show how you're going to help them by showing them you can do this where you've done it before um, and take them through that journey. And that's really the story that you should be telling in your proposal documents. And ultimately decide the final story, the golden thread, and how you're going to represent the offering in a compelling way. And that's really what you should be starting to bring out and to get yourself really well prepared to write your tender and to plan what you need. The last step is coming together with a compelling reason. What are your discriminators? And ultimately, what is the main reason the customer should select you? When I talk about discriminators, APMP defines them as what makes you different from the competition and that matters to the client. And that's a key area I want to highlight. What matters to the client. You might have 550 reasons or things that you do different to your competitors. Maybe you only have two things that you do different to your competitors or some of your competitors. But creating your discriminators is really, does it matter to the client? And the questions I normally like to ask around that is the so what. So if you have, I don't know, um, you've got the largest um, license to deliver or resell a certain product, why will that matter to the client? So what? Will it matter to the client? If it won't matter to the client, it's probably something that is not effective and it's not going to dis differentiate your offering from the others. So come to find those nice little nuggets that will really differentiate it. And ultimately, in my experience, I find the best, best way to, your best sort of win theme or your best sort of win strategy to convince the client is really to try and quantify the payback, the return on investment message. A great win strategy ultimately defines a call to action, and that call to action is one that leaves little option other than telling the client and making the client believe that your solution, your products, your services is the only and the right choice for the specific opportunity. So, Welcome to Bid Club. The first rule of Bid Club is you do not talk about your strategy. It is your secret weapon to success. It should stay internal. The second rule of, fight, of Bid Club is you do not talk about Bid Club. Don't talk about it. Be about it. At least until the fight is over. So don't forget, lessons learned go a long way to see how you can build a better strategy next time. Third rule of Bit Club, if someone yells stop, goes limp or taps out, the fight is over. Set the framework to win, but don't be afraid to no-go. Remember, the quickest way to improve your wins is to bid where you have a high probability of winning. Short notice, unplanned and ad hoc approaches is proven to deliver bad results. Fourth rule, only two guys to a fight. Often, the fight is between value and cost. Find the balance between the two where you can maximize value without adding on cost. Don't spread yourself too thin. Fifth rule, 
One bit at a time, fellas and lasses. Don't confuse or dilute your strategy building. Give it the time it deserves, then reap the rewards. Six rule. The fights are bare knuckle, no shirts, no shoes, and no weapons. Ensure the framework is ethical. Don't cheat, but beat the competition. Seventh rule. Fights will go on as long as they have to. The fight is not over until it's over. Start early and regularly review your strategy and tactics. It takes as long as it takes. And the eighth and final rule. If this is your first time at Bid Club, you have to fight. If something is worth doing, do it right. Commit to the process. When I say commit to the process, I mean all the key people. Your sales team, the executives, the bid professionals, the subject matter experts. Winning is a team sport. Start to play to win. Um, and ultimately, I just want to, to leave it at that. Again, just to, to finish off, is that the strategy at the end of the day is the framework to help you to strategize for the win. Very good. And that is it from my side. Okay. Any questions? Yes, it's wonderful. Um, very good. I do have a few questions. One, um, you talk about uh, finding out the weaknesses or strengths of your competitors. How you get to know that you have a certain competitor or there may be someone show up which you never know about. So how to find out that information? So that's a really good question. And I think um, some businesses are better at than others. And I think there's a huge gap. And to be honest, I actually believe the future of, of bids um, is going to be in market intelligence and having good effective market intelligence. And we're certainly seeing that trend across all industries with data, big data analytics, um, artificial intelligence, and getting the best data possible. You know, realistically, I think that most organizations are still quite far behind that. So it's really got to do a lot with the sort of pre-sales work that happens, um, you know, doing market research, maybe contracting with companies who focus on market research, um, running various campaigns like using things like LinkedIn Premium, for example, um, where you can start targeting the right types of audiences and messages that the audiences are looking for. Um, and once you do that, part of that market research is understanding who are the competitors in the space. Um, and then depending on the type of product or, or organization that you are looking at, you know, going and looking at things like Gartner reports, go and look at their websites. How do they position themselves to market? Go and look at how they position themselves on LinkedIn and the marketing campaigns. Um, go and look at their financial statements if they're there. Most companies' financial statements have information around their strategies, especially if they're listed companies. Um, and then don't forget the work and the institutional information that your businesses, your salespeople have. Maybe people who've previously worked at the organizations. Um, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions in the industry um, around that. Is that going to mitigate that you might end up with a competitor who you don't know about? No, 
you know, new competitors come up on a daily basis. Um, I think the best thing is when that does happen is go and do your research and go and ask some of your other competitors around who, if you know who these new players are so that you can start positioning yourself. And it's really about, you know, this consistent process of keeping information, updating information around your competitors as much as possible um, so that you're effectively always benchmarking yourself. And that's why I didn't want to talk about just the bid strategy because you cannot almost take out the bid and the proposal process from the overall business development process. And your business development process is a key driver of your overall business process. Okay, very good. Um, the next question I would ask, um, what tools assist in getting practical strategy output? So I find the, the, the tools I want to talk about, um, and first and foremost, my favorite tool of all is questioning. And so I'm not really going to focus on the technology because there's various technologies and tools that you can use for some of these areas. Um, you can do this manually as well is really questioning is first and foremost, the bid managers or whoever's facilitating the strategy's best weapon is we need to question. Um, and when you run a strategy session, ideally have someone facilitating that doesn't necessarily have an agenda for the specific opportunity. So I don't believe the salesperson, for example, the opportunity owner is always the best person to drive the strategy. Have someone that is going to ask the questions and deep dive. Why? Why is this important to the client? What is it that they really want? Why is that important to them? And I find sometimes you have to go about three or four times down that level to get to the right core root cause of, of, of what it is to really get and really get the, the right strategy on track. Um, the other tool I like to use, and I mentioned it earlier, is the SWOT analysis tool. It's a really good tool, as well as a, comp a competitive matrix. So really taking a matrix that compares where you sit with the client and uh, where you sit with against the competitors and against the customer's requirements or evaluation criteria becomes a really useful tool to, to effectively position yourself. And, and then ultimately, I like to put this almost all into a strategy pack. I call it a strategy pack, but it's really putting a pack together that really ties in what the ultimate golden thread is. So if you look at those four key areas I spoke about, the customer, the competitor, the um, compelling reason to select you and your capability, and you almost put that in and say, what are those key sort of key areas we're going to bring in? And you document that becomes a really good tool. And later on, once it's approved, a great tool that you can test with your clients if it's before the RFP or the tender documents. So if you're being proactive about the opportunity, which by the way, is the best place to be positioned. Um, and also it becomes a useful writing guide for whoever is going to be writing for your subject matter experts, for the bid writers to really define, guys, this is the golden thread. This is what we need to talk about in each section. This is the messaging that we need to. This is how we're going to play this game. Um, and it sets a really great framework for, for, for starting the bid efforts. Okay, excellent, excellent. Thank you. To know really how does ZBizLink support a bid strategy? Okay, well, um, it offers a workspace and a document library where you can uh, store company-wise bid strategies, documents, 
and a bid specific strategy can be prepared by using uh, capability and proposal checklist questionnaires. The capture managers um, responses, feedback, scoring for these questions can be transformed into a bid strategy. Um, the, the output can be leverage a bid response approach and a win theme strategy. So this tool basically uh, giving you ability to, uh, the way that you mentioned uh, SWOT analysis and uh, the questionnaire that you need to ask uh, about your um, competitors, about customer, all of that stuff, um, this system giving you ability um, to capture those questions under capability analysis or under a checklist specific that can briefly tell you based upon your responses from every individual uh, team members that is interested or is responding to these questions in order to build up a compelling uh, win strategy. I was interested in, in, in understanding about Link. how do they get started? Well, that's, uh, I think, uh, the very quick, uh, like uh, a quick 15, 30 minutes of demo. And then um, after demo, you set up a account uh, by yourself. Uh, we provide assistance. And um, you can start with very minimal information like company name and um, company ID kind of stuff, but um, you can uh, increase your information, uh, refine your information on day by day uh, in order to adopt uh, industry best uh, standards and um, the practices. And when I say industry best,